0: all right welcome to the rhino report another episode i'm ryan horn the host uh be flying this mission solo uh do you like peanut butter um i do uh most people i know do uh grew up on it like probably a lot of you uh i know the wife her favorite uh shake flavor when we have shakes out somewhere is a peanut butter uh most of you probably had it countless times never thought uh when you had it that it might kill you by any chance but uh we're going to get into a white collar crime case tonight where that is exactly what happened with the peanut corporation of america a case that uh i would dare say again most of you are not familiar with uh i remember this happened right as i was finishing up my uh graduate studies and uh this you know, as I was uh, kind of my specialty, as I said did my thesis work and things like that on white collar crime, so this was something that uh definitely caught my attention um, but oddly, it didn't that did I recall get a lot of headlines when it actually first uh broke out but uh like I said, when you buy something you don't you know we don't take it uh much thought into it we just eat it and consume it and You know, don't worry about much of a risk. You know, we're very blessed in this country to have safe, healthy, and clean food. Uh, You know, we have a Food and Drug Administration to you know that can help uh, regulate and ensure that we have these things. Um, But in 2008 and 2009, nine people were not so lucky. Uh, People that had purchased and eaten peanut butter that was made by the Peanut Butter Corporation of America. Um, later lost their lives because it was infested with salmonella poisoning. Um, But the Peanut Butter Corporation of America actually got started back in 1977 by a man named Hugh Parnell. The company was headquartered in Virginia, but they had some uh, processing facilities in Texas and Georgia as well. You know, peanut's a big industry down in some of those parts. You know, we all know former President Carter. You know, his nickname was Mr. Peanut. You know, he came from a family that... uh, you know, had farmed peanuts and, and whatnot. Uh, big business down there. I you know, I remember when we lived in Florida, you know, traveling to there in, inside Florida and Georgia and, and a lot of places in that area, you had boiled peanuts uh, sold a lot on the side of the road. You know, big business down there. But they uh, started the company, and uh, again, it was headquartered in Virginia. They had some plants in Texas and Georgia. Um, eventually, in 1994, the company was sold. Um, when, uh, Mr. Parnell retired, um, his sons remained on as, uh, consultants. Um, and one of those sons was Stuart Parnell, who we're going to get to in a minute. Um, he would someday be sentenced to the longest sentence for a white collar criminal in American history. Um, but the company did well. Um, you know, like I said, peanuts are a popular item and, uh, you know, they were, uh, doing quite well for itself. Uh, they, uh, at one point, estimated, they said they had probably around uh, revenue exceeding $25 million a year. You know, pretty good uh, pretty good little profit to take in. Um, and in addition to peanut butter, they made uh, products such as peanut paste, uh, other peanut byproducts, things that were used in candy, uh, ice cream, dog treats and you know that's the thing about peanut butter peanuts in general they have so many uses you know we all remember learning in school george washington carver he found uh, i believe it was over 300 uses for the peanuts um you know i'm if i recall right even used in shampoo and things like that you know it's kind of like corn syrup uh you know corn is a huge product where i live here in downstate illinois and uh you know, I later found out corn and corn syrup is in all kinds of things you use, you know, even, uh, from what I've read, uh, even in toothpaste, but, uh, they were able to make a lot of money, you know, not just selling peanut butter, but again, they branched out into these other types of products. Um, you know, they, like I said, dog treats, ice cream, candy, you know, all these things, you know, a lot of these things have peanut butter and, you know, a lot of good ice cream and candy, uh, do, uh, contain peanut butter. Um, so, uh... They were doing big business, you know, they, had, they managed also to, uh, to work with, uh, sell and do some dollar products to dollar stores, uh, you know, hospitals, prisons, things like that. You know, again, a peanut has a, you know, a lot of versatile uses, so, uh, you know, it was a good business that they could be in. Um, unfortunately, though, when big money is to be made, uh, some will willingly try to cut corners, to save a buck and as we've already talked about in in this show before, the, you know, the Ford Pinto case and uh you know some of the the other ones that we've seen, uh you know, uh people will cut corners and uh sometimes it costs people lives. Um you know, and uh unfortunately that's what happened in this case as well. Um, and we'll see it was purely the pursuit of a buck that caused The downfall for Mister Parnell and the uh, Peanut Corporation of America, Um, but like I said, they had their niche. They had a lot of things they were doing. uh, A lot of other food manufacturers they were able to sell their products to, and uh, you know business was uh, doing pretty well. Um, But as is often the case in these cases, you know there was warning signs along the way. You know we've talked about this in other cases that we've white collar crime cases that we've talked about on this podcast uh you know there's you know bernie madoff there was a lot of red flags along the way jordan uh belfort um we saw with the uh ford pinto scandal you know ford was certainly aware that uh you know things were not quite right this was not a safe product to put out it had the potential to you know injure and kill people and cost lives which it did indeed end up doing And uh, unfortunately, like I said, sometimes the pursuit of profit blinds people and they, you know, blindly pursue this profit uh, and they're, you know, willing to take the risks of other people's lives in pursuit of, uh, you know, profit. And uh, uh, some of the warning signs that were seen along the way back in about 2006, this is, again, just a little bit before the uh, salmonella outbreak happened with them, um, Nestle did an inspection of one of their... uh, their main uh, processing facilities, and they scored below standard what they reported in almost all forty categories. Um, but obviously, it wasn't enough to shut them down because, as we you know saw and will see here in a little bit, you know, a couple years later, they were uh, able to keep operating, and it uh, you know was deadly and cost a lot of people their lives. Um, plant conditions. Not the best as oftentimes are you know in these types of cases, a lot of times we've seen uh, we've seen it in other situations when sometimes we've had mine explosions uh I think I remember I recall about fifteen you know years ago or so there was a mine in West Virginia that exploded and killed uh, you know a few miners there and uh, you know later on they found out that they had been flagged for a lot of safety violations over the years but uh you know we're still operating and uh, you know those changes weren't made, and they cost lives well. Their plants were reported to have, you know, really old equipment. Uh, The Texas plant, interesting enough, was not registered with the FDA. Now, you know, as you know on this show, when I or when I've had, you know, Greg the sidekick on, we're not big proponents of excessive regulation. But we do realize that some of it is necessary and helpful. And, uh, you know, the Food and Drug Administration has been around for a really long time and uh you know it has i think helped regulate and bring you know safer food and cleaner food onto the market and uh it's a good type of regulation that we do need in this society and uh they were able to uh or they were not able to know about the peanut butter corporation of america because mr parnell never registered with them so you know, which they were not able to ever even check and see what he was up to and what was going on in the facility because they actually were not aware, you know, that processing facility existed. So, you know, it didn't matter how far below standard they were, uh, there was no one to even see if they were up to standard at that point. And, uh, they brought in an inspector, uh, to try to, uh, you know, check things out, see what was going on. Um, it was reported of uh, mice-infested plants, mice feces everywhere, um, water standing in the floor, which anytime you're using electrical equipment is uh, not exactly a, a safe you know, operating environment to be in. Plants that uh, pay their workers minimum wage, very long hours, very dangerous conditions. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, that is... Uh, oftentimes the case with a lot of facilities, you know, not all, you know, we do have some good facilities in this country that provide good jobs and good working places for a lot of people and, you know, provide safety and safety training and things. But, uh, this was not one of them. Um, mold was found on some peanuts, including mouse droppings again on the floor and other products. Uh, kind of reminds me of a friend I had before, uh, and I won't mention where he had worked at, but he had worked at a facility where, A product was set to go out and had kind of some uh, green slime on the top of it, so to speak, as he described it. And his uh, foreman told him straight up, quote, wipe it off and send it out. Um, You know, his story, who knows? uh, But, uh, you know, if it did happen, that's pretty disgusting to think something like that could happen. So, uh, you know, that's what was found here. And, uh, you know, unsafe unsanitary you know workers paid low wage not much incentive for them to probably uh put much effort into their jobs and uh you know all around bad situation it was later found later that the emails and the corporate records um that these executives knew these conditions and they took no action you know like i said it was reported by uh nestle a couple years before the salmonella outbreak that uh you know something was wrong that almost nothing literally was up to standard but yet no action was taken to fix it so you have to kind of look and see here that uh you know how did they get away with this for so long knowing things were not up to par um you know it led to unsafe products going out obviously if the conditions they're made in are not safe. You can't expect uh, safe and sanitary products to come out of a facility where they're manufactured if it's not safe and sanitary. And uh, in late 2008 into 2009, as I said earlier, nine people and uh, reported at least 714 people in 46 states became ill from the salmonella poisoned peanuts and the products, you know, not all peanuts, but other products, you know, the peanut butter, the, you know, was the most, uh, common product, but it's quite possible others, um, were brought out, uh, unsafe with the salmonella poison. And also caused uh, a lot of illnesses. And, you know, as we said, at least possibly nine deaths and, you know, I'm sure most of you know, but if there are any of you that don't, you know, salmonella is a, uh, food-borne bacterial infection, um. The symptoms include diarrhea, fever, cramping, vomiting, um, all these kind of things. And you know, I, I can kind of relate. A couple years ago, I came down with uh, E. coli poisoning. About two years ago, and honestly, I think that was about the sickest I've ever been in my entire life. Um, all of these symptoms, they say, I can totally relate to. Never had fe- fever and chills like that um, never had diarrhea. I mean, that would, that literally lasted around the clock for about a week. Um, stomach cramps, like I think I've never experienced before. Um, just an absolute nightmare. I said at the time would literally not wish that on my worst enemy. And, uh, you know, I can even remember, you know, thinking, you know, here I am in the bathroom and, uh, this is how my wife's going to come home and find me when it's all over. I literally thought my time was up with it. So even the people that, you know, survive this outbreak, I'm sure, you know, suffered immensely, you know, because again, these are symptoms that are not, uh, not joyous to have or experience, but, uh, unfortunately, at least that many people, and who knows, most likely probably more, this was what was just reported, you know, cause you don't always know. I know, uh, to this day, I don't know how I got sound, uh, E. coli poisoning. Um, the, uh, County Health Department contacted me. I reported to them the recent places that I'd eaten that might have been possible suspects. No other cases were reported from there or anyone else. So, you know, two years later, it's kind of still just a mystery. And uh, so who knows? There there are most likely other cases out there from this where people were sick and that uh, were never even reported. Um, serious cases cause dehydration. You know, I mean, obviously, if you're, you know, experiencing these things, you can become dehydrated. And yes, you know, death, as we even saw. Um, and Uh, There were even reports in this of dogs getting sick uh, from some of their products. Like I said, a lot of peanut butter, uh, you know, dog treats have peanut butter in them and, uh, you know, chew bones and things like that. And there were even reports of dogs getting ill from the products from this company. Um, Soon a massive recall obviously needed to happen and did. Um, An FDA report showed that the company knew the products were tainted But sent them out after quote retesting them again emails things like that later confirmed this. Um, A former plant manager reported to have asked for uh, repairs in his shop, but was turned down since uh, Stuart Parnell just simply would not pay for the repairs. You know, again, you know, twenty five million dollars in revenue, but couldn't spend a few bucks to maybe get some better, safer, you know, cleaner or more sanitary equipment. so in 2009 the FDA and the FBI they team up forces they launch an investigation. Um goes on for a while. February 24 21st 2013 there are four company officials charged in a 75 count indictment. I mean that's huge. That's a lot of a uh, lot of indictments. But like I said, you know, nine people dead and you know, well over 700 people sickened and you know, even dogs and you know, no telling what else uh you know could have gone on, um, and in seven September, uh, in September 2014, Stuart Parnell and his brother were convicted on 71 of these accounts or 71 of these counts. Um, the federal prosecutors recommended a life sentence for Stuart Parnell, which again, you know, in white collar crime cases, it's unheard of. We all know you know, what few of these guys actually do face any kind of justice, it's usually, as that saying goes, a slap on the wrist. It's very short. It doesn't last long. It's uh, something that uh, is not usually what most of us would probably call justice. But prosecutors, in this case, uh, they were out to, uh, you know, right the wrong here that was done, and they requested a life sentence. Well, On September 21st, 2015, a year later, Stuart Parnell was sentenced to 28 years, which at the time was the longest time ever for a white-collar criminal. Now, he would be surpassed later by Bernie Madoff, as we know, got multiple life sentences and actually just died this year in prison. But at Stuart Parnell's age, I believe he was in his, uh, possibly if I recall right, late 50s at that time, so... In a sense, you know, he pretty much was given a uh, a life sentence. Most likely, uh, he will die in prison. But this is a rare case, even though, you know, we didn't hear a whole lot about it. Um, you know, it's a rare time where some semblance of justice was actually done. A lot of times, these uh, corporate heads like that escape with uh, just paying a fine or just, uh, you know... Um, maybe a real short sentence, you know, Jordan Belfort, you know, although, you know, we don't know of anything he ever did that had anyone gotten anyone killed. He, uh, you know, he did some things that, you know, destroyed a lot of people's lives financially. And, you know, just did a couple few short years. And now he's touring around Australia and uh, on the internet as a rock star, you know, hosting, uh, seminars and, uh, the pitch man for even a product that I saw, which I will refuse to buy and do business with, by the way. But, uh, you know, it's a rare thing, but in this case, uh, there was you know some type of justice done. You know, at least for the families that uh, lost family members from this, or and you know the people who suffered illnesses and had family members that suffered illnesses, people who maybe even lost pets. You know, at least uh, there was some justice done, and you know the, the CEO Stuart Parnell again, 28 years, which at the time was the longest sentence ever for. Uh, you know, a white collar criminal um, the day after his sentence, the corporation filed bankruptcy. Um, so the employees lives, even though it's a you know, minimum wage job, not a great job, but, you know, obviously they needed a job. That's why they were working. So, you know, people were put out of work, uh, you know, probably investors that were maybe honest investors that had invested in the company. Uh, they lost out in this. Uh You know, once again, as I see, you know, what I always say about white collar crime and what I learned in my studies about it, you know, the lives that these white collar criminals damage is often so much more excessive and so much more um, multiple lives ruined down the road than any kind of street crime could ever do. And uh, it's just so many more multitudes of lives are destroyed from these types of crimes than most of the time your average common street crime but uh there are people that have done 28 years i guarantee you for crimes and sentences or crimes and offenses that are nowhere near as serious as what uh you know parnell and the uh peanut corporation of america did but uh again you've probably never heard of this case but uh you know he's responsible for a lot of deaths and misery and uh you know just it's sad to think that somebody just wanting to enjoy something as good and simple as peanut butter uh Probably uh, tasted it for, uh, you know, unfortunately for at least nine of these people the last time in their life, you know. And it's scary to think when we trust these products we get are going to be done right and safe. And we find out later that, uh, you know, they're not. And, you know, purposely uh, things are neglected and, uh, you know, put out harmfully and uh, dangerously and, and all in a pursuit of profit you know i mean a little investment in some you know cleaner and more sanitation equipment sanitary equipment things like that probably would have uh made a big difference in this but uh you know as we saw they just claimed they retested and sent everything out and they knew that not to be true you know the emails and documents later prove that in court and there's a lot of videos you can see you know about this case i recommend checking them out uh i'll even be sharing one on the facebook page about this so uh you know We'll maybe talk about this case even down the road some. But, uh, you know, these lives are destroyed. And uh, so many times, you know, permanently, and the damage is so much more long-lasting than sometimes what people experience in just common street crimes. But uh, the common street crimes, unfortunately, are the ones that get the uh, press a lot of times. But, you know, one of the things we want to do on this show is show that, uh, you know, the average criminal is not just a... street criminal, you know, the the rich, you know, CEO or the billionaires and the, the people on Wall Street sometimes uh, do things that cause just as much damage and uh, harm just as many lives. And, uh, you know, you have a right to know when the actions of the powerful and the elite are dangerous and harmful to you. And in this case that it was. And uh, unfortunately, uh, we didn't find out what was going on with them until uh, some lives were taken. And you know, far too many people were sick, and you know, probably not something you get over. Like I said again, I know it's been almost two years since I had E. coli poisoning, and I still uh, remember that quite well, and not in a good way. You know, was very ill, and uh, again, would never wish that on uh, you know my worst enemy. And again, I, I'm not sure where I got it from, and who knows, it could have been from some uh, neglected or tainted food that was purposely uh, sent out again. So, uh, you know, I mean. We got to go forward you know we've got to eat we can't just think every time we eat that something like this is going to happen but uh you know we do have to be aware that uh it does happen just like you know we can't stop investing our money and things like that but uh we do have to realize there are you know jordan belforts and bernie madoffs and people like that as i always say right waiting around the corner to rip you off and uh you know it's a scary thing to happen and uh again this case uh did not probably get the press that uh you would think it would um you know in most cases i guarantee if somebody uh you know killed nine people uh you know in a lot of other ways it uh, certainly would get a lot of press but uh you know um they took that risk in pursuit of a cheap easy profit and uh you know people paid their lives for it and uh you know now mr parnell's got to sit in prison the rest of his life and you know think about what he's done and you know it's uh But the people that have lost these, uh, family members, they'll, they'll never get them back. And, uh, you know, you got to wonder to people like that, was it really worth it just to make a quick, fast, easy, extra buck, you know? And, uh, for those that it is worth it on that level, that's, uh, that's pretty sad and pretty scary, but, uh, we got to be aware and we will be talking about some more cases, uh, here soon. I plan to cover, uh, the W.R. Grayson company, uh, mining, uh, asbestos scandal that happened, uh, back in, uh, the around the 1990, I believe, um, we'll be covering that in a future white collar crime episode. Um, again, a lot of cover ups, uh, a lot of lives ruined. Um, you know, countless lives, unfortunately, uh, most likely that will you know won't ever all know the whole truth on it. But uh, going to cover some of those and uh, some other cases. Uh, as I always, say uh, you know follow us. You know, follow us on Apple or Spotify, whatever you uh, listen to us on um like our facebook page the rhino report uh you know if you even want to donate you know there are um a link at the end of the episodes on the podcast where you can donate but like i said most importantly we want your viewership we want you to follow us help us get the word out there um you know said you can't trust what you see in the media it's uh just become propaganda and we want to try to you know give you the truth and you know inform you on things that uh, you may not otherwise know but uh so be careful be safe out there uh Enjoy life, enjoy food, but, uh, you know, just be careful. You never know when, uh, you know, one of us could fall victim to some type of uh, white-collar crime. So, until next time we see you, uh, take care, everybody.